podcast from Drew and Mike is, I think it's really cool and um, that is what I wanted to say. Here Vlad and I continue our debates on the governance of our islands. As today's episode is quite long, I shall not introduce it in the normal manner. Suffice to say that Vlad provides us with some wonderful insight which varies somewhat from my own and for that reason it makes it of particular interest for me and I hope you find it interesting too. Thank you Vlad for your time and I hope the rest of you enjoy our debate. I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, Vlad, who I haven't seen in ages. Vlad, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Very happy to be here again. And I'm also missing you at the moment. I'm in Colombia visiting my family. And yeah, but very much looking forward to seeing you again once I'm back in Berlin. Yeah, man. Proper proper bromance stuff going on here. It's been ages. I can't even remember the last time we we actually met, um, which is tragic. But uh, yeah, hopefully then the, the, the next uh, opportunity is not too far away. Um, yeah, how is it now in, in Colombia? It must be great over there. It's great, but also very hot. Like, uh, yeah, you know, how is the weather here? So I'm in the north of the country, close to the Caribbean Sea. And yeah, it's beautiful, but it's uh, from time to time too hot. For my, yeah, I'm used to Germany now since I've been <laughs> living there for 16 years. But yeah, I always enjoy, you know, family time. It's always uh, nice to see my my mom, my aunt, say, yeah, and the rest of the family, some old friends. So yeah, I can't complain. Mm. And you're working from uh, Colombia, I guess, as well, right? No, now I'm having um, finally some time off. So I'm enjoying really like the, the whole time with my family and Okay, from time to time I have to work, but maybe some hours per day, not the okay. the way I'm used to work. Okay, all right. And and how does it feel? Because I mean that is the epitome of uh, remote working, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, yeah. To be honest, I feel a bit weird when I'm not working because I'm used to work, uh, yeah, <laughs> quite a lot. Mm. But uh, then I have time to read, uh, yeah, like books that I was trying to read for months, and they were just like. Um, in my room waiting to be written and and yeah so uh, just enjoying the time mm, yeah yeah p- people who don't know you um can't appreciate exactly how much of a workaholic you are um because basically you are yeah you won't admit it but you are um and yeah cause, so you are used to working with startups and startups require um innovation flexibility um lots of wonderful things and blood and maybe some of them even your soul i think um, but you've given a lot of blood to to the startups that you've worked with um are you currently with a startup now um yes i am <laughs> okay so they'll be happy to hear my comments on this it was me yeah not you so if anybody's gonna say something come to me no um, no, no i enjoy it it's like a, i love the pace that the um, 
that you have while working for startups, like everything is something new and, and you have really like the, the, I would say like the power to, to change something, to, to have an impact within the company and so on. And I know there is, um, this is not for free and for sure you have to work quite a lot, but I prefer that compared to work like for a huge corporation where you just, um, I don't know, like if you want to change something, then you have to wait for the approval of 10 people that are above you. And I don't know, <laughs> I prefer to have a, yeah, a bit more of control. Okay. All right. So you'd rather be like, uh, what would I say? Um, like uh, yeah, vice captain, as it were, on a yacht than uh, sort of some third rate manager on a, I don't know, a cruise liner, for example. Yes. Something like this. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. I, I don't know where that uh, simile came from, but anyway. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful then that when you return to Berlin that you'll find some time for me uh, outside of the, uh, the dynamic energy that is your, uh, your, your job at the startup. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. This is something I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to meeting you and have uh, these nice conversations that uh, yeah, we are used to have in the past. Yeah. yeah, 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 something to look forward to. Um, and you mentioned conversations of the past, so I'm sure there'll be some people who listen to this and haven't got a clue what we're talking about. Um, so we we sort of, first of all, we had a podcast on democracy and whether or not uh, it's a good idea um, or something like that. And then we kind of, uh, the idea evolved that we would then create a series on um, political governance and systems and principles. And basically the idea was that you would have an island, I would have an island, um, and we would each sort of create a new system um, for governing each of these islands. And then whichever of the the sort of principles that we both agreed with were okay that would work for me and and it works for you and so on then we would take those ideas and put them onto a third island um as, as a kind of uh, sort of mixture between the two systems so this is purely theoretical um what we are talking about people also have to understand that our eyes i've studied politics and history at university um to the level of I've got a Bachelor of Science. You've studied it to the level of Masters, um, so therefore, um, you know, f far further developed in your political analysis um, than I am. Um, but we both sort of maintained, ever since we left university, a, a very, uh, you know, a broad-based interest in um, politics, political issues. Um, so, in many ways, sort of studying political developments and international relations as they happen. Um, and we perhaps base a lot of our thoughts and opinions on these events, but also our everyday life. W would you say that's probably a fair assessment of where we are? Uh, yes, but I wouldn't agree with you that my analytical thinking is superior compared to yours. <laughs> I think that's exactly the opposite case, but uh, thanks for the words and the compliments. Well, um, that's how I see it. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm, you know, it's, uh, it's cool. It's, it's clear that we both respect the other. Um, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah. So also to highlight, so because previously the, 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 the two sessions that we had, you were um, operating from a place where you were not at home at the time. And so what, what we did was then had two of my 
points um, introduced in a row. Um, and so therefore, we decided it's fair, finally, to come back to analyzing one of your points. Um, and yeah, this is a real treat because it's a slightly controversial topic, um, but definitely one which needs to be had, all things considered. So um, I'm sure the way that you're going to introduce it and the title and some people say, wow, what's he talking about, blah, blah, blah. But actually, you know, hear him out. Let's 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 get into the the details of it, um, okay. and, and see what comes up. So please, Vlad, uh, yeah, the ball is in your court. Okay, thank you. So, vasectomy, as well as all other contraceptive methods, will be for free on the island, and we will recommend people who wish to have children to go through a series of preparatory courses, including some kind of assess assessments to show whether it might be better not to do so. But I also want to be very clear that no one will be banned from having children. So at the end, you always will have the last word and the um, completely power to decide if you want to have children. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. And also very important to point out what you um, said was also, um, and you identified the fact that this is very important. There is no elitist influence no. within the decision-making process. Do you want to clarify that point as well? Yeah, yeah sure. So it is a very important. So here is not about like a show me your bank account and I will decide if you have enough money to, um, to afford a kit because uh, we talk already about it. So education will be for free in the island, all the access to the health system and so on. So it will never be a decision about how much money do you have in your bank account. It's more about the other stuff. So maybe I use the point to connect it um, with the next point. I think that the, having children is maybe the biggest decision you can you can have or you can be like a confronted within your, your life. And I consider that if the state or some independent um, agency that is for sure um, receiving funds from the state can help you to, to analyze when it's better to have children or not, or maybe when it's um, better, maybe you, if you can wait for one year or two years, I think this is a help that, um, that will only help to say the, yeah, in, in, um, in, in some way. Yeah, um, and I think also um, in light of recent uh, events in the USA, so for example, the Supreme Court's um, reversal of Roe versus Wade, um, there is a religious argument uh, within the general context of what you're saying. However, I don't feel that I am in any way qualified to make, to put the argument across um, on the basis of this religious discourse so from my side it's it's i think it's a topic that should be discussed because i think religion plays an extremely important part in society and culture um however none of our conversation here from my side at least i mean vlad you're free to introduce any point you wish but from my side i'm not going to bring in um a, a religious um shall we say contradiction to your concept here but I am going to sort of challenge it um, in a few yeah. sort of ways and, and we'll basically get, uh, you know, have that discussion developed from there on. Is that, is that fair? Or, or I mean, if yeah, you yeah, want to talk, sure. 
Yeah, I and mean, if you want to say something religious, go for it, man. It's uh, it's no, not no, for no, me. No, to, no, no, yeah. Place in no role. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so obviously, I'm I, I had no doubt whatsoever that uh, your concept here would would be based upon a fair process, um, and so therefore. You know, if somebody were, and this is also hypothetical, but if somebody were to suggest to um, a couple, you know, we don't think you should have children, that wouldn't be on the basis of money, nor would this suggestion be less likely to occur to a couple who had lots and lots of money. So I, I, I know, because I know you, I'm sure that this element of elitism is not in any way involved in yeah. the decision making process. Can you take us through a little bit what is involved in the decision making process yeah sure so um also very important to highlight before i start with the like uh, giving some examples it's all about a recommendation right so this is also mm -hmm. very important like uh, nobody's gonna uh, uh, tell you like um yeah it's it's gonna be imagine like uh, nowadays like a good friend tell you hey don't do it but now it would be like a more qualified um let's say recommendation or opinion and yeah, we are not talking about income. We are talking here about, I would say, first of all, how psychological prepared are you to to take that decision? How emotional stable are you at that moment? I can give you some examples that you may know from friends or stories or history. You cannot imagine how many people just take that decision based on, I don't know, like, a, I'm about to to lose my wife or I'm about to lose my husband so I want to like to get pregnant or I want to my wife to get pregnant to be sure that we continue being together and I think this is a very egoistic uh, way to 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 make that decision that always ends not always but uh, very often ends in a yeah in a not very nice um childhood for the for the kid that is that is coming right because actually mm -hmm. you're not uh, thinking about the fact that should be very obvious, but for some reason it isn't, that we are talking about giving birth to a life with feelings, with problems, with probably health issues, with, uh, you know, it's nothing that it's going to disappear in, in some month. It's not like a, like a vacation or a holidays that you are planning. We are talking here about a life that it, at least for... 16 18 maybe a bit longer years it's going to be with you and that you are going to be responsible for that life so i just want to be sure that people knows that and you know my yeah like the the, the argument that i always use for many many things that i that i propose is like in in our world when we forget our island you need almost for everything that appears to be important a license, a permission uh, to go through an assessment. Like if you want to drive a car, you need to, to go through a course that it's not the easiest one, then to go to, um, to do a test. And then at some point, some entity of the state tell you, okay, you are allowed to drive a car. The same thing if you want to be an engineer, if you want to, it's not like, okay, let's build a bridge. You have to go to, to college, to university for, for some years and then you need to gain some working experience and then at some point you are going to be able to to build a, a bridge just to, to give some sample and the last one about um, medical doctors 
It's not like a, I will, that you say, hey, Vladi, I'm feeling bad and I'm come to you and okay, let's hear um, see what I can do for you. It's like you go to see a doctor and if you want to be a doctor, you have to, you know, in Germany, it's very, it's very difficult to become a doctor. Not to say that they are all like the smartest people in the world, but you know, like you have to have like the best A marks during school. Then you have to go for med school, like for six years. Then you have to go to do your specialization for other three, four years. And and I always ask me, okay, but they, I think like the responsibility of giving birth is in my eyes, the biggest responsibilities you can have. And I only want to be sure that you know what you are doing. So it's just to 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 let you know maybe things that for you are obvious, but they, yeah, you know, talking mm. again about democracy, that's not that obvious. Mm. And and yeah, so basically it's it's more about how how sure you are, just like like to challenge you. Okay, why do you have to have children? And do you have any? Let's say it could be very. I can. I could share with you to to a personal um, stories about me. Let's start with the with the first one, and then I um, I'm very happy about your comments. But um, you know that I have one of my uh, that I cannot see with, with one of my eyes because of mm -hmm. uh, one. Uh, um, uh, I was I got sick. I got a cancer as I was two, and there is a chance that if I have children that they can get exactly the same thing or or even worse, right? So for me, it was very, very like obvious that I will go to the doctor because nowadays it's possible and ask them, hey, what's, what if I can, what if I, if I would have children? Are they going to be maybe blind, right? And in Germany, for example, the whole tests and the whole uh, exams were for free. And at the end, I was lucky and they say, hey, no, you can have children without any, any concerns. They are going to be completely healthy, right? But I know that someone like me, but I would love to to encourage everybody to do that. And I'm not talking about like something like a Nazi methodology that we only want like the best people to 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 um, to come to the world. But it's just like um, I'm pretty sure that I know it because I think I'm yeah I'm educated, so I know that something like this exists, and I know that something like this it's uh, affordable and I can do it. But I want to inform the people that, for example, if they want to know it, that they can do it. Because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that they don't know that they can do all these kind of exams. And I'm not saying that every single person has to go through such an exam. But in my case, that I have like my my past that I know, OK, there is a, a high risk that if I have a, a, a kid, it's going to be blind. Then for me, it should be. And if I don't know it, I would be very thankful if someone come to me and say, "Hey, actually, if you want, you can you can test it, and it's for free." Mm. Yeah, I mean, just just quickly to jump in here, this is um, I'm sure that there would be people who listen to this and say that that maybe this is there is an element of ableism um, um, in, in that particular concept. So, you know, to say that blind people don't necessarily have something to contribute and so on—that's not what we're saying, or that's not at all uh, anywhere near what we are saying. Um, um, but you are you, what you are actually saying is that people, children who were born, um, and the term would be with special needs. Um, not every parent or not every family is suitably equipped to deal with the the necessary demands upon a child who does indeed have. Uh, special needs, special requirements, special treatment, special consideration. Um, 
And if indeed you've got uh, a family situation which in itself is already under pressure for a number of different reasons, I mean, you know, life throws all sorts of shit at us, right? Um, if that situation is going to lead to uh, suffering for for the child that is born with special needs, for the other children perhaps that exist already within the family, um, and indeed for the whole sort of family makeup in itself, um, then there should be some kind of consideration made for that process, either um, for special assistance to be then organized for the family, or perhaps um, a different kind of solution where the child would be um, given a more fixed abode, which is better to manage it. I, I imagine that's the kind of solution that we are perhaps considering here. Yeah, and also very important to highlight, we are not talking here about uh, abortion. We are not talking here about uh, like giving the right to someone to to have child just uh, if the, the kid that is coming, it seems or or it um, seems to be very healthy. Mm. We are talking here that I would offer you that um, chance to go through this program whenever you want, right? It's not like you are coming and ask for permission. I was. It was actually not part of my idea, but now like improving, that's the nice thing about um, like exchanging those ideas with you that they, you always challenge me and I try to improve my own ideas. It's something like that maybe we can we can put it during high school, for example, mm -hmm. right? That, that we are not talking about um, about uh, any religious topics. We're not talking about anything like this, but just like uh, informing the people the same thing, like, you know, like um, as my parents went to school, they didn't have any kind of sexual education, right? Mm -hmm. And and then as I went to school and now a bit more intense, it's like when during school you have, um, yeah, uh, some kind of sexual education where where you learn how to yeah how to protect yourself so you don't get any kind of um, yeah of um, illnesses or or how to prevent from from having unexpected children and. In my eyes, this is awesome that they, our children, like the generations nowadays, that they can receive this kind of sexual education. Also, that they know that, for example, like discriminating gay people is something that they, that it's a totally no-go. Like we have to accept everybody in in all the many diverse, um, let's say, types of life that they, that that we have. Like if if you if you are gay, it's fine. If you are lesbian, it's fine. If you are asexual, it's fine. If you are heterosexual, it's fine. So we are not um, we are not saying here that we are recommending people like um, to be gay. You know, that was like the, the 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 conversation maybe 20 years ago here in Colombia, or not even 20, 10 years ago, where they started like, okay, let's start talking about gay people even in primary school, so that the kids, they learn that this is normal, right? Mm -hmm. That the same way you can have like a, your your aunt and your uncle, there is a chance that you can have an uncle who is married to a, to a guy, to a husband, and this is fine. And then they are not like crazy. And I'm trying to, to say exactly the same thing because at the end, sexual education is about sex and sex is about giving birth at some point. So that's the, the, the way we use to reproduce ourselves. So I'm taking this topic to a next level, but I'm educating people to let them know that having a child is not just like a, having sex for 15 minutes and then waiting nine months. It's like the real problem or the real challenge or the, or the, the beautiful thing is coming after this known month, nine months, 
where maybe you are not in love anymore, where maybe you are not, uh, I don't know, able to do the things that you were planning. And I just want to, to allow the people to be informed that they know what actually implies to have a child. And they don't have to, to, to be, um, they don't have to take care about education, anything, because on the island, this is gonna be for free, like high quality education, high quality uh, health systems. But I want the people to be informed that they know what they are doing. Mm, okay, um, uh, but also you are you're inherently suggesting that uh, after you know nine months or nine and a half months or whatever the period actually is, um, that a child will be born because 25% of pregnancies end in a miscarriage where the child is unfortunately lost. Um, and we also have to indeed recognize the, the you know, the, the huge, um, you know, sort of physiological change that takes place for the mother while developing the child in her womb. Um, and, and so therefore, again, I'm, I can't put myself as being somebody who um, is particularly knowledgeable in the air in, in this particular area. Um, I've, um, you know, I have two sons, um, so I've seen the process develop and um, I've seen other people have children. I know that there are lots and lots of issues um, and for every woman it's different. Um, yeah. But um, in itself, the process of uh, pregnancy and developing the, the fetus into a full child, a healthy child at the end of it, um, is not very easy is basically what I'm trying to say. So that should also be perhaps a part of the educational process. Um, people should know what they're getting into, as it were. Yeah, and one of the points that they, I or we may forgot, I'm also talking about having free access to contra contraceptive methods, and I don't think that's a bad idea. I mean, I don't, I don't want people to 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 get pregnant just because they didn't have the, I don't know, the money to to pay for contraceptive methods. And you know, as you say, like every woman is different and unfortunately, like really unfortunately, I don't know the name, but above 90% of all contraceptive methods are designed or were designed for women. So what we can do, it's very less. So here it's very important that uh, we know, and then I know the audience know that uh, as well, that not every single contraceptive methods work um, in a very good way for every single woman. So from time to time, they have to choose from A, B, or C, and maybe the one they need is one that is real expensive. And I don't want this woman to suffer because it's like uh, taking some kind of pills that they, that it's uh, bad for, for her, um, I don't know, immune system health or whatever. I want really that if you want and you have the decision to, to uh, do a birth prevention, that you have access to exactly the one method you need and I will also encourage all these pharmaceutical companies and so on to invest more in contraceptive methods for men. So we don't let the women like be the only responsible for for birth control. So this is also a um, part of my of my point. And and yeah, and I think this is a a, a topic that maybe we forgot. Like from time to time, we we talk about it that we know. But this is something that they, that we need to change. And as a man, I would love to have a more control. And nowadays, it's like the, the yeah, more or less the only option that I have are like a, a vasectomy or condoms. And I would be the happiest guy on earth if I would also have the possibility to 
to take some pills or to do something uh, yeah with my body that the that it's a uh, yeah like having exactly the same the same possibilities as women so so i can also uh, take control um yeah over it mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a very fair point um and in fact we always you know when we talk about gender equality um sex or the process of sex or having children um again this this you know patriarchal society that we have it kind of raises its head here because the way that the system is exactly as you say you know it's heavily um directed to, towards women having to uh, bear the burden of responsibility for contraception or not um and yeah this is grossly unfair um and and also because when a child is born out of shall we say wedlock which happens much more than it did 50 60 years ago um you know people still stigmatized the the woman in in this sense and said ah look at that you know she didn't take care she you know she should have known better and so on um completely ignoring the fact that uh, she probably didn't do this on her own um so i i think you're you know you're very right at least um you know in this particular instance as well that men should take a far greater responsibility for contraception yeah 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 this is yeah. very crazy and i know this is a very controversial um let's say topic and there is no from time to time you know i am i'm having some some uh, discussions or let's say nice chats with friends or even with my, my with my girlfriend and yeah, and I'm really from time to time like um, suffering would be too too tough, but the but I would love to have more control, right? Mm. Because the thing is that um, imagine I'm with my yeah like a, with a girl, right? And she's telling me yeah I'm I'm taking the pill, right? Yeah. And then for some reason she decides not to take it anymore without letting me know, right? And then she got pregnant. In that exactly moment. I lost control because mm. all the legislation and it's normal. I'm not going to change it. But then it's only her decision if she wants to give birth or not. And for sure, it's her body. So I'm not trying to change it. But then I'm losing completely control, right? It's like someone that just wanted to like not to lose me for any, I don't know, reason, play with me. And now I'm going to give birth to a kid that actually I didn't want it. And I, I thought that I was controlling it that I was like um, preventing it, right? So I'm not trying to blame anyone. I'm not trying to blame uh, the girl or anything. The only thing that I'm wanting is to have the possibility to also have my own control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Um, I, I think I've also heard uh, people, um, women and other uh, genders advocate a similar kind of point. Uh, with regards to it's a person's right to decide whether or not they want to have children um, and that that right should also fall to um, any participant within the process. So I think that that should also cover the man um, in this sense, too. Um, it's an interesting point, though, because you, yeah, as you sort of started out, you referred to, you know, psychological preparedness and emotional readiness. And that's something that we can talk about further. Um, but you also suggested that maybe I've seen it, too, um, in relationships, in families where 
the the parents are not really having a good time they're going through a sort of period of not understanding one another um they can't really communicate properly there's always stress there's always friction there's always argument um and, and then it seems as though uh, a sort of pacifying concept is like oh well let's have a baby um and and as right. you said if in itself the the foundations of a relationship are not really strong the worst thing to do would be to add another floor onto the building um because those unsteady foundations are not going to necessarily solidify um i don't i, don't, I mean please tell me what it's like with colombian culture but for example our armenian culture we have this saying that a child brings luck a child brings good fortune and i don't mean this financially necessarily do you have a similar principle in colombian culture unfortunately yes like oh you do yeah 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 they call it um yeah they say that they they are not having a yeah a child they are having a bendición uh-huh. uh, and like a benediction yeah 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 yeah, yeah mm. they call it yeah and when they ask, say, yeah, how are your, like your kids? They are like, okay, how are your benedictions? Yeah. So that's very much pro-children, isn't it? Isn't that, and that's a cultural thing. Yeah. I, I don't know this necessarily from the UK, um, but it's interesting that these cultures have uh, similar principles. But you think that's wrong, right? That culture. No, well, it's it's very complicated because for sure we have to to understand the two different worlds that we have like when we talk about countries like colombia or armenia compared to countries like uh, yeah uk or germany you know i was trying to um, not even analyze but trying to understand why people are perceiving children as a benediction or something like it's good for you and I came to the conclusion that life here is too hard. And from time to time, you really need like a, a reason to, to go on, to continue like struggling, to continue working. You need just a, a reason. And this reason could be or must be very, very strong. So the first one normally is something related to religion like i don't know you believe in a god and that's the reason why you wake up every day to trying to be a good person but at some point i think that's not enough even for the most religious people in the world and i think the feeling that the that you have while raising a a child while raising your own kids is so strong that even within the biggest let's say or the, the the worst period of your life you want something good for this for this kid because this is like a part of you and and that's i think that the people here they really see um, their own children as the main fuel that they have to to continue struggling because i do believe here that they here more, a lot of people they are not really living they are surviving they are struggling because they don't have um, yeah they don't have the same opportunities that they would have uh, in some other parts of the globe. So I think that they, that's the reason why they 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 think that a kid is uh, something like a fortune or a benediction. Mm. I don't know if you get my point, but the 
No, no, no. I do get your point. I'm, I, I'm. What I'm also thinking about is in itself this term benedictional. I think blessing um, is perhaps a more u- universally used term in, in English. Um, The problem that I have with the word blessing or benediction in this case is that there, you know, what if things don't necessarily go to plan? What if, um, because, you know, if the child is not born, you know, healthily and in in the way that the parents would have dreamed about it personally, um, then what I find is there's such a polarity and there is such a binary polarity in the way that people see the world. If something isn't a blessing, it's then a curse. And as we sort of discussed before, that is an extremely unfair position to take with regards to a life that has been created. And it also suggests a lack of understanding of society that they would simply consider a child born that is different um, to be a curse. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, this is a, you remember me, one of those, uh, like, huge contradictions when we are talking about birth control in terms of, um, or taking into account all these religion, um, religious arguments that, um, they, you know, they are all against abortion and so on. So, you know, all the, the, the discussion, I mean, the church and so on, they would um, like to, to, um, yeah, to ban abortion. But if the kid come to the world, as a gay person, then they want to kill them. You know? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Well, this was the traditional, I suppose, um, policy um, going back some years, I imagine, of the church. And, um, yeah, yeah, back on the Jews. Yeah. But now it's a, it's a, they still consider that they, but yeah, I got your point about this uh, thing between a blessing and, and a being more like a curse. So, um, it's it's a I don't know I I think this thing with the seeing a kid as a blessing and and seeing also I don't know how it's in 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 Armenia but here I do believe that relationships within families could be or tend to be very toxic because there is like a a very high pressure that family is the most important thing in life and you have to love your parents and you have to love your kids and you have to love everyone within your family in this regard, if they are good people or not. You know, and this is something that in Germany, for example, is very different. The first time I saw it, I was thinking like, okay, these German guys are really weird, you know, because I, I went to, to a university like 15 years ago, and I, I was like talking to my like first friends in the university. And as a normal thing, because they say, no, I'm from, I don't know, I'm from Frankfurt and I was studying in Dresden, right? And I asked them, okay, um, how often are you visiting your family or how often are you calling your your mom or your dad? And it was, uh, to be honest, some often that they said, look, um, I don't know, I, we, we, I gave uh, my, my dad a call every two months or something. Mm-hmm. Or I visit them only on Christmas time. And it was like, a, what the hell? Like, you know, you can just say, jump into a train and you are like in three hours in Frankfurt, you can see your family. And then I start like asking and asking and they were like, yeah, but we don't have this like a um, nice relationship. Mm. And I was like, a, at, at the very beginning, it was really weird for me because I, I was coming from Colombia, a country where it, like family is the most important thing, to be honest, in a very toxic way. Because then you have like a father who um, is maybe not a good one, who is maybe alcoholic, who is maybe like um, punching your mom in the face every time he's coming drunk from home. But then on the next day, you have to show society that you have the best dad in the world. And that's mm. very toxic. Yeah. So 
I really think that the, all those things um, also explain why in, in countries like, um, like Armenia and Colombia, like kids are seen as a blessing and you always have like disrespect within the family, even if it shouldn't be the, the case. I mean, in terms of the, okay, if your dad is not good to you, then you don't need him. Mm. I mean, at some point, I'm not talking that you're gonna uh, like a uh, left home as uh, when you are four, three. And I also recognize the, the the difference because it's very easy to do it between Germany and all this, um, yeah, like welfare state where it's it's fine. I can't you can't say goodbye to your to your father because you don't not need him or to your mom because you don't need her to afford university, right? But in Colombia, it's like you are dependent. Maybe not 100%, but 80% of your parents, right? There is not a state that it's going to feed you. There is not a state that's going to educate you. And that's why all these uh, yeah, toxic relationships are happening. Yeah, I mean, if you, because the, I mean, the Armenian diaspora, which is what I'm more familiar with, um, really does take on the the characteristics of the host nation. Yeah, so I was born in in the UK, and so therefore I'm far more British. I'm far more European than I could say I am uh, Armenian. Um, however, I have experienced that firsthand. Very traditional Armenian families from either Armenia or other more traditional parts of the world, where diasporas have existed for a hundred years, if not more. Um, and they do have these very, um, exactly as you said, the, these families which are patriarchal, I have to say, exactly in the way that you've described. Um, and also, regardless of the situation that exists within the family, you know, there is no chance that the, the mother or the wife would leave. Um, yeah, you know, they they were very much um, under this impression that whatever happens, you stick with your man. Um, and obviously, that's extremely unhealthy under certain kinds of circumstances, which you kind of alluded to. If you have an abusive uh, partner, then, you know, that kind of suffering is just simply inhumane. Um, and luckily, there is uh, this thing that you can see that there is uh, development even in this area, um, even among traditional Armenian families, where basically um, the partners say, you know, sorry, I'm not going to deal with that. That, that. that shit's beyond me. That's not right anymore. But this is a very slow change in these very patriarchal countries where they don't necessarily see genders as being equal. Indeed, in, in, in Armenia's case, I believe in Armenia, um, this concept of non-binary um, is far from developed. So, you know, there are certain characteristics within certain cultures. They are developing, they are improving, but they're very much, you know, left behind. Um, and, and so all of this discussion you know, if we take it from the responsibility of the man uh, to try to, you know, take control of, um, you know, procreation and so on, um, contraceptives, th th these societies are very, uh, how should I say, they're not very receptive to these kinds of concepts. It's probably the best way of putting it. I mean, you know, if you said to most guys in Colombia, and it's extremely difficult to generalize, 
um, you know, how would they how would they respond if you were to suggest to them they should perhaps consider a vasectomy? Yeah, well, it's hard you know, to the, say, isn't it? The, yeah, but the thing with vasectomy is that um, I know it's a it's reversible, but it shouldn't be the case. Like if you do, it should be like for okay for for um, you know like like the the um, like the final decision. And that's yeah. why that that's why I'm actually hoping that at some day we can take our own pills. That in the case that we want to to give birth to a kid at some point, then we can try. Mm. Right. That's that's the thing. That it's a very radical method. Unfortunately, the 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 only the only one we have to be like a really yeah sure about it. Mm. And. And the thing also with vasectomy, at least in Germany, it's like you pay like um, around 400, 500 euros for the, um, yeah, for the, how you call it, for the procedure. Proce procedure, yeah. Yeah, for the procedure. But in the case that, that, that you say, oh, no, 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 I do want to have kids, then it's not 100% short, but you can try it and then you have to pay 5,000. Mm. So, um, yeah. And... Also, funny-wise, I um, I guess I told you already, but I was like, uh, yeah, taking a look, uh, planning it that maybe I could uh, do it for me, like go through a vasectomy. And it was so crazy that they, it's nothing that you can do just like um, because you want it. It's like even in Germany with all these uh, modern cultures and so on, it's like there is a lot of literature that you find, not even literature, but if you go and, and you put in Google like a vasectomy in Berlin, then you get all the web pages of the doctors that are um, like offering it, but with a lot of things that why maybe you should not do it. And if you are really sure, and then you have to go for a first appointment where they are gonna be like sure that you want to do it, right? So actually what I'm proposing or what I was proposing at the very beginning of um, this session is already happening, but in the opposite direction. And I'm a bit like a, I don't know. I think the world is crazy. If if I want to to give birth to a new life with all the responsibility that it implies, and nobody cares, it's like I can do it, and that's it. But if I want to take responsibility, if I want really to be a responsible man, because I think okay, that's maybe not a good idea or something, then I have to prove that I'm right. And I don't know. I'm. I would love to know your opinion, but for me, this is something like a make no sense at all. Um, so whether or not uh, a person should have to go through a, a number of different uh, sort of conversations and debates to to fully confirm as to whether they want to go through the procedure is is that what you are? Yeah, but but yeah. I mean the difference. Like if you want to do this vasectomy, I mean you are being very responsible, and this is not a thing that you are deciding from day A to B. You know, it's not that you are becoming an appointment within two days, right? So mm. you still have the time to consider till the appointment is coming. But still, then you have to prove that it's that it's a good idea to do it. But on the other hand, when you are like maybe, I don't know, it's like maybe you are um, abusing drugs, you are doing everything bad, you you have no, um, I don't know, like no, nothing to offer to your kid, but then nobody cares. If you want to have it, have it. And I think these are two things that are, I don't know, I in my eyes, it's very difficult to understand. Mm. Yeah, I would actually be interested in listening to um, 
a woman who has gone through the process of trying to get an abortion uh, to understand whether or not there is a similar process involved there. There is a similar process, but I'm not talking about abortion. Are completely different topics because I'm yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. You know, it's like a, they. They can. Um, I don't know how's the the the, um, the terminology in when when women do um, like the same procedure, but for the women, we we call it here in a in a very like a street language, like they get a unplugged. So. Um, uh, yeah, hysterectomy. Yeah, maybe we can compare it with it because abortion would be a comparison that we can we can we can make we can do, but I don't think that that's gonna help with the discussion because mm. here I'm not like a, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the reason why I brought it up was because it's it's a form of birth control, um, and I think that there are some decisions that you can take which are very quickly carried out um, some medical procedures you can uh, request which are which th there isn't this uh, you know this process to go through and um, it's not particularly difficult um, however there are barriers put in the way of other kinds of decisions uh, such as uh, birth control um, the reason why I wanted to know was whether or not this is the same kind of barrier that is experienced in both of these yeah. cases i mean with um, abortion it's even a bit more complicated so in in germany in the case well you know you have the limitation uh, up to a certain amount of weeks that uh, mm. you can do it without giving apparently any any kind of a reason or valid reason but you have to go through psychological um how do you call it like psychological i don't know evalu evaluations not even evaluation, but it's something like a, it's going to talk to you and try to understand you. But the okay. problem in Germany is that most of those uh, centers that are allowed to offer this kind of psychological help, they belong to the church. So, you know, they have another intention and they really want to like convince you not to not to abort. So mm. you go to one of those places because you need like the... Um, yeah, kind of document that you have been there. Otherwise, the doctor is not allowed to do the, the procedure. And you can imagine you go there and then you are sitting there with a, normally a, a woman. And they have a lot of pictures of babies in the whole room and some toys on the floor. So, you know, this is not like a without any intention, mm. right? Also playing with your feelings, playing with your everything. And and then yeah, once you get that document, then you can go to the doctor and and do it. Mm. But uh, yeah, as said, abortion is something completely different because here I'm not um, I'm I'm taking the decision alone. If there is no no second person. There is no a, a woman in in the yeah in the decision, and there is not a, a kid coming. So yeah. I'm just actually preventing myself and to a certain extent. A woman to be in that position. Okay. Yeah. Sure. There, there is a very clear distinction um, on that basis. Okay. Um, let's bring it back a little bit then, um, because as I said at the top of the episode, we're talking about systems of government for our islands. Um, why is it that for you, this is an important principle in the management of your island? a very good one 
I think, I, maybe I mentioned that um, already, but I think this is the, um, the biggest decision that um, we as humans are, are actually taking. And I think this kind of uh, decisions should be very informed. And I know that we have uh, like very different levels of education, for example, in, in our current societies. And I just want to, to, to bridge that gap, to close that gap, right? I don't want like rich people normally tend to have better access to education. And that's one of the explanations why they are at some point are more successful, why they have like a better income and why they tend to, to have like a better income at some point. Mm-hmm. And in terms of decisions, normally they really think about it. And they also like do some kind of assessment in terms of a economy, in terms of many things. And I think that's completely unfair. And I want also people that maybe they are not rich, that they are, let's say, poor. I hope in my island we have no poor people. We talk already about it. And But even... I know that the education is something that I have to to be responsible for as the president or as the founding father of the island, right? So I want to offer every single person on our island to have access also to this kind of information. And maybe taking as an example, I see in Colombia, you see there is always a correlation between the level of education and the number of kids that people are having, right? You always see like people with a high level of education, they normally have one or two kids and that's it. And you see people with not that beautiful level of education are normally also facing some like strong economic challenges. They can have up to 10 kids. And I think they are not having kids just because they, they think they are good. I think this is lack of information, lack of education. So here, I'm just trying to give them the opportunity to be informed about the consequences of giving birth to a kid. Yeah, and um, I think people should also take into consideration now that you are not making um, a generalized judgment call, but there is uh, statistical research data um, which compares the you know, in many different societies the number of children born to a family and the relevant level of education within those households. Yeah. Um, so th- th- I believe that's the basis upon which um, you, you you've made that uh, statement. Yeah. Um, it's yeah yeah i find it thoroughly um intriguing um again that you know you and i can you know in the in in the many points that we agree upon when it comes to kind of making or setting up a system of governance for our own islands um that we think along such different lines i hadn't even um mentioned in i didn't even thought about it in any way uh, the possibility of uh, population control within my governance system. Um, and I know that there are lots of theories out there saying that, uh, that you know, overpopulation is one of the you know, contributing factors to climate change. That is very possibly uh, the case. Um, yeah. 
but I think it's not only that factor. I think the fact that um, in many societies there are people who eat or consume 10 times as much um, uh, sort of, as it were, products that uh, require more CO2 uh, than other places. Um, this is also an element which needs to be considered. Um, but, you know, it is a controversial factor uh, or opinion in any kind of society when you talk about a control for the growth of the population. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued because, as I said sort of, you know, before we, we, we came online, um, there's also a privacy issue there's also a quality of life issue if we you know we live on islands and so therefore you know naturally these islands have limited space uh, if there are too many people who live on the island then at some point the lives of others will infringe upon you know or my for example space and my ability to to enjoy the space that i've set aside for myself privately um and, and that's something that we would perhaps try to avoid under ideal circumstances um, but that's not the only thing. If indeed we continue to populate and grow um, out of a certain level of control, nature tends to find a way of dealing with these things. Um, and maybe that would lead to uh, extra uh, I don't know, diseases or viruses that are incurred. There is a natural um, over, or great burden on health care and um, food supply, so therefore this becomes more problematic. Um, you know, these are things that need to be taken into consideration yeah. when you think about, you know, developing a society. Yeah. Um, and this was one aspect I hadn't considered, actually, Vlad. Yeah. Yeah, that's a totally valid point. And I mean, it's maybe already clear, but I would also love to to highlight that the whole time I wasn't talking about birth control because it's like I'm not hmm. given. But that's what it. But that's what it is, though. I mean, it's still oh, a form no, of birth no. control. When when I mean when I'm informing people, I'm educating people, and I'm not uh, because birth control is something like you had. I, I think that's not uh, the case anymore. But in China, you know, you had like a limit of the number of um, children that you were allowed to have. Well, now it's now it's two, yeah. Okay, and 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 this is some kind of birth control, or if you mm. would say, okay, we have the obligation to take a contraceptive method, but here I'm giving free access, and I just want to people to be a bit more educated when it comes to to having kids, so that they know, um, you know, it's mm. like the 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 for example the the Catholic Church, they have for sure an interest that people continues continue um, getting married within the, the, the church, right? But even if you want to do it, you have to grow to go through preparatory courses and you have to go with your future wife to the church for I don't know how many hours where they explain you all the values and what it means and all the consequence and what happened if you want to get divorced and, and so on. And at the end, then you get married. And I mean, they have the interest that people get married. So what they are doing there is not like banning people. So I am proposing something very similar. I'm not saying that people, hey, you should not have kids. The only thing I'm proposing, hey, do it because we need it as a state. We need something that, they, that we didn't mention, but we need taxes. And if we need taxes, we need people, right? 
So mm -hmm. also when we talk about the uh, um, pensions and all this system, we need kids. It's like a, it's a, the only way to survive, right? As a economical system. There are for sure the other implications about overpopulation. And if you want to know what that's the reason actually why I want to to, uh, to go through vasectomy and that's the reason why I don't, I don't want to have kids because I really consider that's if not the biggest one of the top three biggest problems in the in the world right now. But uh, coming back to my point, I I wouldn't agree that I'm talking about birth control. I mean, then because sexual education is not birth control. Right. And, and I'm also not uh, like we yeah, have the, the, the example that you have heard many times. If I ask people to do a to do a, a driver's license, this is like even a, a huge, a, a bigger control because I'm allowed to say, no, you are not allowed to, to drive. But I don't have any limits of driver license that I can issue every year, at least not in, in a legal way. I know there are some rumors that they have a limitation and that's why so many people they, they don't pass the exam, but they, this is not official. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I, I understand what, what, you, what you say, but being very honest, I'm not talking here about a birth control. And that's why that was very important to me that not to compare that with abortion, because mm. I'm not here like a qualifying you if, if you are allowed, right? That if a, in the case that, that a, um, a woman on the island come to, to to see, I don't know, some committee or something because she's pregnant, then there's no chance, there's no the tiniest chance that I would recommend someone not to give birth. I would mm -hmm. just inform, like, okay, that's what's happening. Like a doctor would say, like, hey, look, um, it's everything cool or not, but I would never ever recommend someone to go through abortion. This is all, not because I'm, against or because i'm like pro-abortion is just because i respect and we already talk about um how important it is for me the person as an individual unit for my island so mm. i would never go to someone with a recommendation that has to that is related directly to her or his body and I know this is like a complicated topic that could be misunderstood, but for me, it's very important to, to have it clear. So it's not mm. about birth control, it's about being educated to make education accessible in this regard of your income or your the type of family you were born in. And I'm not recommending anyone to, to, to abort. We mm. are talking about like some steps before. True. Right? But Sure, sure. But I mean, there is, you know, in, in nudge theory, for example, where they talk about how you can introduce certain behavioral shifts within a society without creating extra regulations. And this is something that we've seen, for example, on cigarette packets, where you see the, the effect of smoking on, on, on a pair of lungs or on somebody's uh, circulatory system uh, or blood circulation. Um, you know, that kind of you know, it, it provokes a certain kind of uh, behavioral shift or that's the intention. If you educate people with regards to the potential for perhaps overpopulation, then invariably what you're doing is influencing their decision making process later on down the line. So I know that you're not speaking about in any way prohibiting um, families from having kids, but you are 
indirectly discouraging some people of making what they would have seen as a natural, normal decision. You're making them ask themselves, do I really want a child? Yeah. And that's, that is, I know you won't accept it, but that is a form of birth control. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, there's no problem. I mean, I, I, for me, it, it's a purely theoretical perspective, but um, most people would say, you know, screw you, I'm going to have a kid anyway. Um, and that's fair enough. Yeah, Nobody should be in any way overly influenced by the opinions of others. Um, however, we should reflect and be very specific on what the results or consequences of our decisions are. And I don't think we do that enough generally. Um, and unfortunately, there are lots and lots of unhappy children out there. Um, mm. And that's something which I'd like for society to be able to avoid, if possible, in the future. Yeah, that's so true. That's why, yeah. I mean, that's not the, the reason, but the, um, that's for me also a chance. Actually, I'm I'm planning to, to adopt to uh, to adopt a yeah i don't know if one or two kids it's not for now but i think in a in a near future mm, it's fantastic that and and yeah that's an idea that i have for years and it's nothing that they you know like a, i just took the decision yesterday so it's for me like a, okay it has been a process about informing myself why do i want to do it and so on I told you, man, uh, I don't know, but I I have been working with children since always, to be honest, on social projects and so on. So I I do love children, you know, because from time to time when I explain my ideas, people think that I don't like them <laughs> and I love them. And that's one of the reasons this is actually the, the yeah, like the, the, the pillar, the base of my argument, the love that I have for children, that they are not, uh, you know, they are coming here. I don't know, it's a, maybe too late now, but the, the reason why you want to have children should not be because you are in love with a woman. That, that should be part of it, but that's not the only thing because uh, you are not gonna raise those kids based on the love that you maybe had someday for, for, a, for a woman. And then at the end, it could turn into, you have heard about uh, the term of um, fish love, so, uh, yeah. I haven't heard of fish love. No, please tell me. It's a, like like when you when you are eating um, like a nice fish, and you say like I love it, and and then it's no, you are not loving it. You are loving you because if you love the fish, you wouldn't have killed them. You know, if you love if you love a fish, you let them swim and and you let them there and you feed them. But if you kill a a, a fish to fry it in a pan and to eat it, then you love the taste, you love the, the, the feeling that you are feeling while you are biting the fish. But it would be a lie to say that you love the fish, mm. right? So yeah. that's the, 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 it's interesting here, we are not talking about killing anyone, but the- I hope not. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but it's here like, a, like if you have, if you love children, then you have to be sure that it's not because you are thinking about how beautiful it is to have some pictures with a with a small baby and, and organizing birthdays so people can say to you, you are a good father. 
mm. and and all those ideas it's like you come that you are you are about to give birth to to a human being with feelings with a um, yeah i think traumatas are unavoidable so you are and you are also going to transfer some of your traumas to your kid and it's totally fine i know i have some of my cause of my parents i can imagine my parents have some cause of my grandparents and i know when i if i have a, a a kid if it's like my biological one or if adopted i'm pretty sure i'm going to work not to do it but at some point they are going to have a certain kind of bite influence cause of traumas that i have from my past right but this is something that i have to know and i have to think about it and i have to be aware because of it right not that they that i'm just thinking about ah, how beautiful a baby is and how beautiful it's going to be the first time we go on holidays and and the first i don't know steps and so on so stop idealizing this idea that having kids is something easy and beautiful and so on because i mean you you are you are a parent of two you know how tough it is and you know that from time to time you can be really desperate and mm. and, and i talk to 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 many parents where they say hey, i love my kids this is the, the the biggest love i can have but from time to time i have the feeling like asking myself why did i do that and this is not mm. because they don't love them anymore it's just because it's it's tough and and mm. it's painful and it's it's a thing that at the end you really like you 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 develop the power to convert this like very difficult moments into a even bigger love but when you are going through this period of time it's not easy and this is something that i want you to know before you are putting in that situation because i don't want anyone to be in that situation then punching the kids right and like uh, doing something shit because they are just like a they have no idea they have mm. no like they are desperate and they think like treating a kid bad is going to help and the only thing that they are showing with it is showing the desperation and you are again doing something in terms of fish love like you are doing something for your desperation but you are not doing something anything for your kid to i don't know stop crying or become a better kid or or whatever so all these things is what i want really to to let it clear and I mean, if at the end you want to call it birth control, then okay, let's call it. But I want them to to be like the biggest decision that we can have as humans, the biggest act that we can do as biological, as a as a um, as human beings, as human units. We cannot let this decision be like a the way we are doing it now. For me, this is this is not working. For me, this is a and and. And yeah, that's why for me it's not the, the 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 decision to say okay, if you don't if you cannot afford education, you should not have kids because that would be like a, going more into some elitism and so on. So for me, the island because I have the opportunity to create the island to be the founding part of the island, I would be sure that we have a very nice education system, a very nice health system, a very nice uh, let's say welfare state. So we stop talking about it. But then you know that even if if you have like 10 million euros in in your bank account, some things are gonna be easier. But you're still gonna face a lot of problems while raising your kids. It's not like a, and that's why for me it's very easy to say, hey, no, it's it's nothing related to income, because the 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 the, the challenges that you're gonna face 
while raising one, two, three, or how how many kids you want you want to have. It's a this is not not a thing that you're gonna they're gonna solve with a, with money. And being a good father doesn't mean to be a millionaire, right? And or being a a, a bad not. father. Yeah. <laughs> that would exclude me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I I think yeah, like uh, wrapping it up, it's um for me it's more about hey, do do you want to have kids? Congratulations. I love the idea because we need kids. I love them, and I just want you to be prepared. So give me the opportunity to give you some information so you know what you're gonna face after your kids are here in the world and maybe the only thing that i i'm gonna i don't know achieve is that you can say okay maybe i can wait or maybe or, or you go there without being naive you know you get with a more clear image mm. and and yeah, I think we have to 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 be more responsible with the um, with our children, with the next generations, and and yeah. Yeah. Okay. What we always do at the end of one of our sessions is basically decide whether or not mutually um, we would put this into uh, a kind of uh, the joint island governing system. Um, now, for me, this is. It's a bit specific. It's almost like an individual law which has been drawn up to uh, sort of uh, prepare um, a, a legal, as it were, framework to manage a specific problem. How about we we kind of expand it a little bit, keeping obviously the vasectomy element of it, um, but that when and it maybe do it in that an educational system should be thorough enough to prepare all inhabitants of the island for all the decisions that they may be faced with foreseeably um, that could impact upon the the general well-being of society and that there should be a universal educational system which everybody has to go through um, and that would include also these kinds of medical procedures is that hmm. a possibility yeah sounds it's great i mean i i mentioned it I, I, that that would be for me also a possibility to to um, to offer this kind of education and information even during high school or mm -hmm. yeah okay. i mean i, I I think we can we can do a lot with education, but not the kind of education that we are having now. I'm very happy if you know when the French Revolution was, but that's not the thing that's going to change the world, right? So <laughs> it I, already has. It already has, man. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, okay, I, I'm not going to start with the <laughs> all this uh, <laughs> no. Euro, Euro, Eurocentric uh, mindset. No, but, no, no. Uh, no. Okay, okay. 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 We still need to have that talk, by the way, but that's not yeah. what I meant when I say it's already changed the world. That's not what I was referring to. But yeah, but yeah. you're right. But you are right. Even I have to accept that I have a Eurocentric uh, mindset and I have to change that. But uh, yeah, you're part of the process, man, of educating me. Yeah, no, no, no. But <laughs> no, I, th I think we're just learning together in a very nice way. And no, um, you know, I, I think it was the, the first or the second episode we we record about this uh, island project. It's the same about uh, having the right to vote. 
it's like, hey, I'm only encouraging people to go through an, you know, some courses so that they know what they are doing when they are voting. And here is very similar. So I'm, you know, and here is, but for sure not at the same level, because when I was talking about voting, I was really that you have to earn the right. And here you have the right. You can have it. But I want you to be informed. Yeah. For you. It's not for me. It's for you sure. and just taking care of the next generations. Yeah. In which case we're talking about you and us and everyone. So therefore, it's, it still comes back to society and how individuals can blossom within society and how society can be um, further benefited by paying attention to individual needs. Um, and, and of course, coming back to a point which you raised before, um, which I've I've reflected on repeatedly, um, human dignity, that yeah. in itself, in your opinion, um, the dignity of every human individual um, perhaps has a greater importance than democracy. Sure. Yeah, but we can consider that um, again later on. Um, yeah, Vlad, I'll tell you, wow, what a comeback, man. Um, you, you know, I, I love the fact that you throw these, um, you know, I would say out of left field topics at me. Um, I, I had not considered this at all. And then to, to sort of, you know, yeah, elevate things in, in the conversational style that we've done here um, is brilliant. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the next one. Let's make sure it's not like uh, two or three months away from where we were last time. Um, so let's make sure that we, we do try to talk again soon uh, because we still got um, a couple more points to to cover, I think. Yes, Axel, thank you very much. It was, a, yeah, as always, a pleasure to be here to talk to you and yeah, learning quite a lot of things. So thanks for challenging me and for, yeah, putting all these ideas like into hmm, maybe Vlad is crazy. So let's challenge him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Vlad is, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. So yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And yeah, we will see you like. soon. Two and a mic.